Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. It is June 1st. It's Wednesday evening and a pop-up episode. Uh, TJ Pinger, Richie Barnes, and from FSU's track team, Taylor Banks. Taylor, how are you doing today? Good in yourself. Doing well, doing well. Thank you so much for taking some time and hanging out. Um, appreciate you for uh, spending a few minutes with us tonight. Busy man. You got a lot coming up here soon. Yes. <laughs> we'll jump into it here in just a sec, but I won't say what it was, but I saw you with a rather large um, cup a second ago. Again, I'm not going to plug anybody else, but um, obviously we're very big Guthrie's fans on this podcast. Double prize, no slaw. We were talking about it off air. Been a minute since you've had a gut box, right? Like in season, it's not the best thing for you, but ready to go out and kick tail in your jean and then get back and get, get a gut box. I just need to know how you order it. Like it, it's very important that we ask people, like, are you a coleslaw guy or what's going on here? No, I don't really mess with the coleslaw. <laughs> I get the, um, the chicken tenders with the fries. Yeah. And the lemonade. That's how you Perfect. do it. <laughs> yeah. Throw that slaw out, bro. Double fries every time. When I I think that was like, that's so groundbreaking for people when, because like every restaurant you go to, like, oh, there's enough charge for this. There's enough charge for that. And they're just like, nah, I have all the fries you want. So now nah, thank you um, so much for hanging out. <laughs> we really, really um, appreciate it. Uh, let's start there. You are competing in two events at the uh, NCAA championships coming up. Um, what does that mean to you? Like you're a sophomore, right? So this is your second year at FSU. Um, it's actually my, my third. I'm on red shirt oh, because of COVID. That's right. COVID year. Yeah. So what does it mean to you to be going out there and competing for a potential national championship for Florida State uh, upcoming here? You know, it's always an amazing feeling to, you know, have an opportunity to compete for a national title. I feel like it's also a great opportunity to prove myself and make a name for myself and give me a like good opportunity to add something to my legacy. Yeah, no, I mean, definitely super exciting. Obviously, Florida State has a rich history. When Richie was there, Richie's really old. So, um, but he was there back in the day when Florida State, yeah, Florida State won three national titles while Richie was there. And so, like, Florida State has a rich history, a rich legacy of winning and winning at the highest level in this sport. Is that kind of what drew you to Florida State? Like, how, to, can you talk us a little bit about your – we'll talk a little bit more about the season and talk a little bit about the national championships and stuff coming up. But how did you end up at, at FSU? Can you talk about just your journey to get there? So, it started my sophomore year of high school. Um, I went 1034 at my regional meet. And I was scrolling through my um, my Twitter, and one of the coaches from Florida State reached out to me, and he was like, um, he's keeping his eye, keeping his eyes out on me. So fast forward towards my junior year, when um, basically with coaches could start recruiting you, he reached out to me for towards a visit, and basically I took the visit, and the rest was history. I enjoyed the atmosphere, and I felt like um, on the visit, Florida State was a Great environment for me to thrive academically and athletically. They had a great group of guys there when I took my visit. It was Kaysan James, Andre Ewers, mm-hmm. and um, Brian Richard. I noticed how well those guys were doing, and I was able to picture myself doing good as those guys were at the time. When uh, when did you visit? What time of the year was it? Um, it was during Halloween weekend when they played um, okay. Clemson. Okay. So, so- – <laughs> Is that oh, is that 2018? Yeah, it was 2018. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I know that a lot of times they kind of line up the football weekends to kind of match up. So 
Yeah, they laid um, out the red carpet for me. They had the um, I think they had the ring ceremony during the time. Oh yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. that's epic. Weekend. Did you did you consider other? Were there other schools that like were were close? Were there other schools that you were kind of considering and maybe like who finished second, <laughs> like or who was up there for you? Texas A and M. They offered me like a, a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So, so you're saying Jimbo Fisher is lying when he says there was no NIL money to sign the top recruiting class in the country. No, nah, that SEC money is different. They're able to fund <laughs> more towards certain programs like track and field or like other conferences. Yeah. But, and I guess what's a kind of a testament to that, hopefully we don't get in trouble for this, but hopefully, <laughs> kind of a testament to that is that you still – Signed with Florida State, and and it wasn't yeah. about any of the external things, and you really felt like this was the place for you. Um, I don't, you know, I don't want to get in trouble with coach or anybody else like that, but you feel like that position, that decision's been paying off for you. Like, are you, you know, a couple years in now, a few years in? Talk to us about just kind of how you look back at the first few years of your career here. Well, I feel like I made a good decision choosing Florida State. Um, been basically been around. A great group of guys, basically. Um, you know, got guys like Javon Martin, um, Dondre Swint, able to bring the best out of me in practice. And then when it comes towards the meet time, I'm able to give out my, my best performance and stuff. Yeah, and obviously you run indoor and outdoor at Florida State, which is obviously extremely helpful to the track team because you don't want someone who can just do one or the other. Um, but you've been racking up honors like since you stepped on campus, um, second team all ACC in the 200 meter dash in 2020, all the way up to first team all ACC indoor in 2022. Um, is there a preference for you or, or are you just like, I just want to go out and run, man. Like at, at that point, because you, you seem to have success regardless of the setting. So but every time I step on a line, I always try to give it my best, no matter what the circumstances, I just want to give out my best and hopefully you know, try to get the victory or put down a fast time. Yeah, and, and uh, we had planned to have Jovan with us today, um, but couldn't make it, which is fine. But, uh, you know, you both run the relay together, the 4 by 100 and you guys had the fastest time in college this year, um, or one of the fastest times in college, excuse me, but you beat the only team that had a, posted a faster time than you guys. Do you, do you get more joy out of the, the relay, you know, accolades, or the individual ones, because, you know, as a former very mediocre high school athlete myself, I probably would have taken joy in the more individual ones. But I feel like elite level, you know, you, you kind of take a lot of pride in both. And can you even pick between the two? Well, personally, I prefer like my individual event. I feel like once, let's say once um, your college career is over, your individual event is going to get you paid. That's the money maker right there. So I feel like in my individual event, that's um a great opportunity for me, you know, to build my brand and make a name for myself. Just, at the end of the day, I feel like people are more likely to remember you for your individual event more than a four by one. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we all remember like the the U.S. swing team in France winning that relay, but at the same time, everyone everyone remembers Usain Bolt, right, for for what he accomplished on the track because he did it by himself. Yeah. Um, but what goes into preparing for that individual or the the relay compared to the individual? Because obviously, both are equally important in trying to win a national championship. 
But at the same time, it's got to be a little bit of a struggle to say, man, I'm, I'm taking time away from my personal prep to prep for the relay, but it's all goes to the greater good of Florida State. Like, what's that balance like? So really it's about repetition. So in practice, we, we focus a lot on handoffs and cleaning stuff up because in a four-by-one, the slightest little things could take stuff off your own time. Yeah. And that could be the difference between running 38-5 and, let's say, 37. For, for example, in Nationals last year, we went 38-6. We had um kind of iffy handoffs. And I feel like if we would have cleaned up some of those handoffs, that could probably could have been different between third place and first place because the race was like this. So we get to like big stages like nationals. Everybody's fast, but it's about yeah. whoever has the cleanest handoffs, they're going to usually win the race. And just how fun is, is a track event to be at as a team? Because I, again, I was far from anything elite in high school. Um, but I loved playing track because, you know, you do your events, then you go hang out with all the other athletes and, and watch the players and you're all representing the same school, right? Like it, it's so special. And it, seeing a guy like, you know, Trey Cunningham, for example, what's it like watching that guy run <laughs> or, or any other FSU track and field athlete who just dominates their opponents? Because that's got to be like an inspiration to you. Like, man, I want to dominate guys like Trey's dominating them out here. It's a it's an amazing feeling of you know be around a bunch of talented guys like Trey, and I feel like watching people like Trey that gives um athletes like myself motivation to work harder and try to be as good as them. I think that um, there are times where fans see different teams that have had a lot of success and they think that success is easy, right? We talked with um, Coach Niles of the beach volleyball team. I believe they've won six conference championships in a row. We talked with Coach Almeida of the softball team, who I think they won five or six in a row, then lost last year, and then won it again this year, the ACC championship. Um, and just because you win a lot doesn't mean that it was easy, right? Like, it, it's still hard to win. Like, these teams are good that we're going up against, and and it's not – the fans think it's easy, right? Like, back in the 90s and in 2000, you know – when we were winning the ACC every year, they just thought, oh, that's just what we do. That's easy um, in football. But um, talk just a little bit about winning the ACC, ACC championship both years that you, you know, that haven't been shortened by COVID. But uh, and how much that meant, like to to say, like, hey, we, you know, we were the best in our conference and, and to have done that again now both years that you've completed. I feel like um, back to what you're saying, um, the road to success isn't easy. Before winning ACCs, I think we lost indoors the year before. I feel like adversity is basically the uh, key to success. So to get to that point, you know, we had to face the triumphs and the losses and stuff. And that gave us, like, extra motivation and practice to get to, um, to the meet and basically give it our all to get to that point, you know, to win ACCs yeah. and stuff. It's like you don't want to feel that again. It gave us like it gave us like an extra chip on our shoulder when we stepped sure. the line at ACCs because we wanted to prove a point. Um, what is the, you know, I, and I I I won't ask you to speak for every single member of the team that's going to Oregon because I know you guys have quite a few, but what is the kind of the mindset of the team as you do go to to the national championships now? 
Um, cause like you said, everybody's fast there. Everybody's good there. <laughs> like nobody there is just like, Oh, well you just made it. Cause you know, you're in the conference or this, that, what is kind of the mindset or maybe what's your mindset as you guys kind of prepare and, and are working to get out there. Really focusing on what you can um, control and not to get caught up in the rankings and stuff. Cause anything can happen on any given day. You could be ranked number one and let's say you could fall a start or somebody could fall in the race. So I feel like really it's about trusting your training and focusing on your lane and basically focusing on executing each part of your race so you could have a good performance. Yeah, no. Okay, so I, I'll ask you this. And, again, I don't want to get us in trouble. But you just mentioned, like, not getting caught up in the rankings. Yes. The rankings came out this week, though, and we were number three. And I know that you just said this, right? Like, so maybe I'm the bad guy here, but that is pretty cool to see, right? Like, I mean, you know, not, not that we've arrived, right? Not that that's the end because we want to go out and win, but it is pretty cool to see that, right? To get a little bit of that recognition and, and see that your team is, people are recognizing what you guys have done. Yeah, it's pretty cool, but I feel like some teams, they probably feel like they're the underdogs. So they're probably going to come to nationals you know, with a chip on their shoulder. Like, for example, for me, like at regionals, I came in regionals like at 47, and I ended up leaving like at number eight. So anything can happen on any given day. It's about who shows up and basically executes the best. Yeah. What uh, – I, I looked at your profile online. I know that you played football in high school, right? Mm -hmm. What If you weren't running track, what, what would you be doing? What sport would you oh, – would, would it be football? Would you try to do something else? What would you be doing right now? It would probably be football. My senior year, I actually uh, suffered an injury. I had quite a few um, looks in football. I had Pitt, Cincinnati, USF, and FAMU. They basically um, recruited me my spring game because I, um, I had a good spring game. I scored a few times. They were impressed on my speed, my quickness. So I feel like you're probably in football. Yeah. Do you um, – have you thought – have you ever thought about, like, going out and trying to run, like, go out and be a running back or wide receiver or something on the football team or not? We've had some struggles the last couple of years. We, we could use some speed at times. <laughs> I know why. Sometimes, like, walking through the um, the Moore Center, I walk past some of their um, running backs. We're about the same size. I was like, dang. <laughs> yeah, I can all out there and put some pads on and play football. <laughs> but then sometimes I look at the um, I see some like some of the games like I think it was a um, game when they played Clemson. Yeah, running backs were getting crushed. I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the track don't hit back, does it? Yeah. That's why, uh, Taylor, man. So, so me and TJ are Bucks fans. TJ is more of a Jameis guy. I'm, I'm an actual Bucks fan. But I, I think a guy's like Cyril Grayson, right, who who ran track at LSU, never played college football at LSU, and uh, is making plays uh, it, down the stretch for the Bucks. Granted, he has a guy named Tom Brady as his quarterback, so that probably helps. But is it cool seeing uh, maybe not just uh, Cyril Grayson, but any former track athlete who excels in a different sport after college, because obviously all of you guys want to make it to the Olympics and make those finals. But knowing that there may be other options just because of your God given athletic ability, it's got to be pretty cool. Yes. I feel like once you get to the, um, you know, the big leagues, like the NFL speed kills. And I feel like for um, the receiver you're talking about for on um, the bucks, his speed basically was the um, deciding factor. He helped, impressed the um the coaches for the bucks they saw a spree and once you can show you can catch and run routes basically the world is yours <laughs> yeah. 
Hey, all, all I'm saying, Taylor, is uh, Coach Norvell is a wide receiver specialist. That's what he played in college. So if you want to go get some pointers from him, you know, I, I, I hope track works out for you. But if it doesn't, there might be an opportunity <laughs> there in Tampa because our, our team is old and we're going to need some new players here soon. Um, the last thing I had for you, man, and uh, my real job that actually pays my mortgage and everything, I, I work in healthcare, and I saw that uh, you are, are really interested in getting into nursing. Uh, what led to that? Because I think that's awesome. And especially now, has a, a world pandemic like COVID changed your mind? Because I interview candidates all the time. And uh, pre-COVID, we had no problem hiring people. Now we do. I think we're getting out of it, which is good. But just seeing everything in healthcare workers, we're considered heroes. It, has your mind changed in nursing at all? Because again, I got this from your profile as well, as TJ did. I just thought it was fascinating and I love it. Um, I was at school with Byron Roll and his brother was in the nursing program and I got to know him a little bit. So I thought that was awesome as well. I feel like the um, COVID kind of uh, kind of created more opportunities for, like the nursing program and stuff. Huge, I feel like huge it's time. making that, that program more valuable to be in. No, go ahead, oh. man. It's you're you're 100 accurate. It, like we ha we have no shortage of of nurses uh, candidates uh, at my company, and man, you trust me. I, I think you got a chance in the professional uh, Olympics here, but you're going to be fine regardless, based on uh, just talking to you briefly. <laughs> um, we talked a little bit about this off air. I'll ask you a couple more, and then we'll let you get out of here. But uh, we all. Um, I mean, you grew up in Florida. You understand the rivalry between Florida State and Florida and Miami. And, you know, I mean, you played football, so you get it. Um, when, I mean, and to quote somebody that we talked with just off air, we wiped the floor with Florida um, this year when you guys competed against them. <laughs> and so, no, uh, yeah, no, no issues kind of calling them out. But uh, when you're competing and there's a bunch of different teams and there's a bunch of like, is the rivalry kind of still the same in track is a little bit different because there's more teams competing than just like head to head you versus them or like, how does it, how's the, are there, is the rivalry just less in, in track or is it, is it still like, man, we gotta, we gotta finish ahead of Florida. Yeah. The rivalry is still the same. We Like we, it's, it's still bad blood against Florida. Once we like step on the line, we don't look like no. <laughs> well, I'm glad that we, yeah. I'm glad that we had to wipe the floor with them. Like we did it on regionals. You you do that your last few years here at FSU, just beat Florida every time and nothing else. I mean, other stuff matters, but the that's all the fans remember. I remember when we were growing up, like we would literally talk with our buddies and be like, You want to go you want to go eleven and one and lose to Florida, or you want to go one and eleven but beat Florida? And it was like, oh, this is a tough question, bro. <laughs> um tell what uh what do you do to kind of I'll ask you this and then we'll let you get out of here, but what do you do to kind of unwind or, you know, not get too hyped up? Like, is there a certain kind of music you like? Do you, do you read? Like, you have a favorite TV show? Like, what do you do to just kind of like ease your mind, not get too hyped up, kind of like stay in the moment, relax a little bit when you're getting ready for a meet or heading out to Eugene or whatever? That's a long plane ride. Like, what do you do to kind of like take the edge off a little bit? So I like to do like quite a variety of things. Listen to music, listen to probably hip hop, R&B. Right, some throwback jams. Um, watch, I'll probably binge watch a few movies on Netflix or shows. Um, kind of been watching the uh, NBA finals lately, kind of upset with heat loss. 
Uh, I watch sports as well. Yeah. Kind of, you know, get my mind off of competition. Because, you know, that big meets like the Nationals, it's kind of stressful. I put, I put, like, a lot of pressure on myself. Sure. To, like, compete at a high level. Yeah. No, no doubt. Well, we very much appreciate you for hanging out um, tonight and letting us get to know you a little bit better. We can't wait to see the Nationals. We can't wait to um, – I love it because they're finally like on ESPN and stuff. Like you can start to watch them like on the app and stuff. So we're super excited for you guys. Super excited for the team. Um, wish you the best of luck. Hopefully come home with some hardware. Thank um, you. But yeah, thank you so much for hanging out, Taylor. We really appreciate it. It's an honor for you guys having me. Absolutely. Thank you so much, man. We'll talk to you later. I have a good one. Thanks, buddy. Taylor Banks of the FSU track team. Getting Richie. Maybe you just need to re like enroll back into a master's program or something. Cause like when you're in school, they, they seem to like finish a little better. So no pressure, but uh, can we still can in we the school elite program? Like let's, let's, Oh yeah. And it's like you said, TJ, it, just three in a row is unheard. Like that's ridiculous. Like no, that's yeah. not, you know, like that's stupid. Yeah. Well, like, it's, it's like right. you said, you know, like we, we Harlan, our producer, like he's a big baseball guy. Right. And meat used to, catch hell for going to Omaha and losing with a team that sometimes had no business going to Omaha. It was just the expectation for Florida state baseball. Like, yeah, we, we win 40 games. We go to Omaha and it, the one year you, you don't quite live up to it. People are like, Oh, what's wrong here? No, the track team has been elite since I left school as well. Um, Coach Brayman's done a phenomenal job there. And again, like you said, winning three straight natties is, is almost impossible and that happened when I was there, um, thankfully, because the football team <laughs> didn't do anything well. But at the same time, like you mentioned, you, you don't want to become a victim of your own success. But when you set the bar that high for an extended period of time, it happens. Um, but no, this year's track team, men's and women's, has done a phenomenal job. And I'm really excited to see what they do in Eugene. Yeah, I know. It should be a lot of fun to watch. It should be a lot of fun to follow. You can obviously follow them at FSU underscore track on Twitter to see they do a great job. Um, Tim over there does a great job updating the, uh, the Twitter account with everything that happens, um, everything that happens uh, on the team. So appreciate uh, Taylor for hanging out. Appreciate FSU for letting us interview him and uh, wish them the very best of luck as it goes. A little bit of news and notes. It, it uh, just because we won't see you guys until probably this is over, but uh Baseball plays at noon on Friday, Sleepy Nooner. Actually, I love that because I am home with this newborn. <laughs> so noon on a Friday is fantastic for me. Um, it's that time, so, right? <laughs> yeah, well, for me, maybe, usually. But, maybe, uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, excited to watch the baseball team at noon in their regional. Um, I'm filling out this uh, baseball bracket now that Harlan sent me. So shout out to the baseball team. Uh, men's track team and that's it those are the last two sports for fsu and we'll we'll get into some heavy interview season as uh as summer gets going because there's no no, gonna be no sports to talk about here in a couple of weeks so um other than that man thank you guys for hanging out thanks for watching thanks for listening if you watched if you listened if you could do us a favor and share this we certainly would appreciate it um but we will be back on sunday could be dependent on the baseball situation if we're playing what time they start when they go um, but if they aren't playing anymore by Sunday, then it probably won't matter. We'll just see you around noon. Uh, but thank you guys for hanging out. Richie, thanks for hanging out. Go get back to that golf match. I'm going to go watch the lightning. 
on our speaking of winning three in a row uh, on our quest for a third time. So first time since what? 81 potentially. It's been a That's while, cool. man. Well before either of us were around. So yeah. Thank you guys for hanging out. We'll see you guys on Sunday. Go Knowles.